listening to the Mixtape Podcast makes you a total badass. Now you know. And knowing is half the battle. But chewy tacos. (laughs) Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? We do. Who needs a mixtape? You do. Who makes a mixtape? We do. Who needs a mixtape? You do. Hello everyone and welcome to another fun-filled and exciting edition of the Mixtape Podcast. That's a lie. I am motherfucker. I have <laughs> Uh, I guess he's, he's here tonight. He's starting already, <laughs> damn. <laughs> I'm Jason Emmett. I'm Casey Masterpiece. Oh, yeah, I, oh, oh. I did that. He's like, I'm going to get him. I saw his face. He's like, hey, you see how quick? Now, if, if Stu wasn't here on the nights, it's just like me, uh, oh, 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 oh. me and Matt. It's like one of these fuckers is muted. and they <laughs> <laughs> Introduce yourselves, you guys. Everybody. I'm Stu, I guess. <laughs> well, I, like, I like that name. Stu, Stu I, I guess. guess. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, Daddy Spank Dog. And I'm Twisted Kid Matt. I'm Twisted Kid Matt. Slug. Yeah. Slug. Yeah. Slug. He doesn't really call himself that anymore. Slug. Yeah. Slug. It's starting to look like one. Anymore. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. I mean, it, I, I could have waited, but it's it's apropos, I feel. It was going to be said at some point. Yeah. Uh, Might as well get it out the way. Hey, guys. Guess what? We got a website. <laughs> uh, Kevin, your turn. <laughs> Oh my god! All right, you're a mixtape. Right. Oh my uh, god! www.themixtapepod.com. Holy shit! This is why nobody listens to us. Mixtapepod.com. You can go over there, check out all the good shit there. We got uh, link tree up there, so you can get to all our links. You can get to like all our Twitters and all that good shit, and Facebooks and Instagrams and all that fun stuff over there. You can also leave us a voicemail directly off the site, or you can call our voicemail line, which is 513-HE-RAD-77. That's 513-HE-RAD-77. Who's rad? Yeah, he is, and you're just going to have to look at the numbers because I don't know what the hell they are. I don't know anybody born in 77. And that was just the last two digits of the phone number they gave us, so that's just what I went with. So he's that is five one three four three seven two three seven seven. See, there were just two sevens at the end, so I just you know I couldn't make it at words with those, so it's just seventy seven. Uh what else, guys? We have a, a website or we have a website. We do. I just told you what it was. <laughs> just we, uh, website. <laughs> we also have an email address, which is your mixtape podcast at gmail dot com. You can leave us, uh, you know. Email over there. Give us, tell us your thoughts on the show. Something you'd like to hear us talk about in the future. Things along those lines. Hey, in case you guys haven't been checking it out, we do the uh, the, the Twisted Kid episodes every once in a while. Those are just little bonus episodes we drop down the line. We've also been doing a number of interviews. We have more interviews lined up. We don't have any of them. We we have yeses and confirmations, and we're now we're just scheduling a few of them. So you might want to uh, be paying attention to that. We like to drop little hints on social media as to what's going to be coming up as far as those go. Uh, I'm assuming at this point we've already had the screening with Lloyd, 
well, you guys are listening to this, so that was awesome, wasn't it, guys? It was great. Fantastic. Oh, it was so crazy when Kevin number two dropped his pants. <laughs> hey, man, it is a trauma screening. God only knows what's going to happen. I will tell you. It was a total shit, shit storm. storm. Have you watched that. the previews? Has no, anybody, I have not. There's a so lot of shit. Know what I'm... <laughs> but it's getting, <laughs> it's, there the, is. the movie's actually getting really, really good reviews on like IMDb, so that's pretty crazy. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we had a good time meeting Lloyd and uh, hanging out with them. Uh, I'm not sure if Matt Hoffman was there yet or not. He was, he was said he was going to try to come out. We don't know. We'll tell you about it later because we're recording. Is the other Matt going to show? Uh, we don't know if the other Matt's going to show. Do we, Matt? Who knows? It's a surprise. It's a surprise. Maybe Matt Paddle. You better show up to find out. And he even said he'd wear his kilt, assuming it still fits. That was what you said, not me. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not being mean. You said it. Maybe Matt Paddle will make a surprise. Matt Bot, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We'll just have Matt Bot if no Matt. Hey, if I'm, how about this? If I'm not able uh, to make it, we will Matt Bot it from the stage. That sounds like work for me. Put, up, put yeah, it on but a Roomba. it would still be amazing. <laughs> put it on just a Roomba. An we'll just duct, duct tape, tape Matt Bot to a Roomba, and he'll just yeah. all night. We don't pay attention. He's just run, <laughs> running into fucking kegs and shit. Like guys, guys, turn me around, guys. <laughs> He's just facing up for mentor. <laughs> guys, I'm in a corner. I'm in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> Turns Too out bad. we just picked him up bad, and set him in the fucking bad. corner. <laughs> he did, we, the Roomba didn't roll into the corner. One of us just picked it up, walked over and set it in the fucking corner. And just We don't know, man. We don't know what happened. Just turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> I've been guys, staring at this guys, corner for two hours. Guys, 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 it's on. dark in here. Yeah, then we it's all leave and turn the lights off. And shit. <laughs> just like, man. Our bad, man. Lloyd was just concerned about bootlegging. So <laughs> <we> just, <laughs> <laughs> He's really not, well, though. So we can't use that. Doxy was having fun chasing around with the mop. You know. Pipe cleaner arms are just flailing in the wind. You know, I'm curious about that because there's a good chance that uh, that when he comes out, and at this point we'll know, that he's going to just ask somebody if they want to be toxic for the night. That's what they usually do, and we'll have a few people there. So um, Please Spanky. make Noah do it. Spanky. I know Noah should do it. If he asks, we <laughs> should get be Noah awesome. to be to be toxic. That would be awesome. That's got to happen. That would be pretty great. You think Noah would do it, Spank Dog? I, he might. He'd just have little wisps of hair going through the, the eye. My nephews, my nephews will be there, so I'm sure one of them would do it. If not, but it would be pretty funny. Just have Noah just and, him, and his glasses on outside the, <laughs> outside the <fucking laughs> have Xander mask. Do. Yeah, that will never happen. <laughs> my boy will be there, but he'll be really quiet. He won't. Uh, um, my daughter's probably gonna love it. My boy's gonna be like fucking traumatized and playing on his phone all night. So <laughs> he'll be traumatized. Traumatized. Uh, right. Oh, shit. right. Well, tonight we are bringing back uh, one of those shows that people seem to like a lot. This is the second edition of it, but everybody seemed to really enjoy the first one. So we thought we'd do more songs that are inappropriate that we may or may not have known. Some of these we did know were inappropriate at the time, but when you kind of go back over them now and listen to them, you're like, oh, a couple of them are just flat out (laughs) ridiculously inappropriate. But So we're going to talk about songs tonight that are inappropriate for one reason or other have some inappropriate lyrics as it were so like i said we've we did an episode previously where we talked about songs with inappropriate lyrics um these would this would be music we listened to and at the time we might not have known that it was talking about underage sex or just you know they, it was dirty references that we didn't know weren't really paying attention to 
we would belt these songs out, man. We would just we'll just walk around singing these songs full volume and not really paying attention that we might not be totally screaming. different time. Yeah, well, no, this was last Tuesday for me. I don't no. know. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to start this episode in the 80s, but actually quite a few of these are going to be 90s. I think the first episode we did mostly 80s songs on, but this one, most of them are going to be 90s. There was there was some, there was was some a couple songs from the 70s in there. 70s, yeah, but I don't think we hit a lot of 90s in that episode. Not really. I don't, I don't really no, know that we, we hit many. But we're going to start this episode out with a song from the 80s. And... Uh, I just want to put this out there before we hit the clip of the song and then we talk about it. If there's any doubt in your mind, all you got to do is watch the video. I swear to God, this is a dirty-ass video. Let's go ahead and play you a clip, shall we? So excited by the Pointer Sisters, originally recorded for and appeared on the Sisters' 1982 album. So excited. In 1982, the Pointer Sisters topped the charts with this song, reaching number 30 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. This is a great example of when people are used to singing well-known lyrics without really thinking about what they're singing. This song is 100% about a woman who's looking to get laid for a one-night stand. Mm -hmm. She just wants a one-night stand. In this video might give you a little bit of a chubby if you watch it now. It's pretty hot, actually. <laughs> and uh, I just kind of want to go over some of the lyrics for you uh, we'll, we'll, real quick, like we like to do. Tonight's the night we're going to make it happen. Tonight we'll put all other things aside. Give in this time and show me some affection. We're going for those pleasures in the night. I want to love you, feel you, wrap myself around you. I want to squeeze you, please you. I can't get enough. And if you move real slow, I'll let it go. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so I don't see scared. Anything. <laughs> I don't see anything. In the I was wondering how long it was going to be before we made that reference. I don't know, but it really makes you rethink the whole Jesse Spano singing this song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. <laughs> Stu's eyes just lit up. He's like, oh, wait. And then she went on to do Showgirls. That's right. She did. Yeah. Oh, I'm about Such to lose control, and I think I like it. And we'll have a good time, baby. Don't you worry. And if you're still playing around, boy, that's just fine. Just saying. This song is, in fact, they've confirmed this song is about getting laid. It's about women getting laid and having a one-night stand and that it's okay for them to do it. So so we were talking about this earlier, and Spanky said, I, I know you were kind of, I mean, I know you meant it, and everybody always jokes about the title of this next song, but you were like, "How? I don't know how that song's going to play in. But let's play it, and then I'll explain to you why it's inappropriate. So aside from the fact that this Brian Adams song is called Summer of 69, and everybody laughs, of 69, right? Well, actually, yes, exactly right. If you think that this song is about that, you are correct. This song is, in fact, about 69. So Brian Adams, from his fourth album, Reckless, it was released in June of 1985 and peaked at number five in the States. Uh, first thing to realize is Brian Adams was born in 1959. 
So he would so have been, been 10, 10 in yeah. the summer of 69. Yeah, that would have been kind of gross. So why is this important? Why mm. is it important? It's important because he's not kicking around with a band of dudes at the age of 10. So that's the first thing that we know this is referenced not to the year. <laughs> like, this song is not about the year 1960. He never says 1969 in the song. He says summer of 69. Never says 1969. It's never said. So Brian Adams was on an interview a few years back, all right? Like like I said, it sounds like we're just kind of like, we're, we're trying our hardest to like extend this. Like, we I mean, the song's just telling the story of a dude in, in the year 1969 and how it was this crazy summer and how he fell in love and all this and that, right? And you could go that route with it, but on the interview, in the in- interview, uh, Brian Adams actually said, well, I got it down here, I, I had the lyrics in there. For, well, let me tell you the lyrics, and then I'll tell you what he said. Uh, that's what he said. So some of the lyrics, uh, spent my evenings down at the drive-in, and that's when I met you. Standing on your mama's porch, you told me that you'd wait forever. Oh, and when you held my hand, I knew that it was now or never. Those were the best days of my life. Man, we were killing time. We were young and restless. We needed to unwind. I guess nothing can last forever. So Brian Adams, in a 2009 interview, um, said that the song, he said this, the song has nothing to do with the year 1969. A lot of people think it's about the year. But actually, it's more about making love in the summertime. It's using 69 as a sexual reference from the mouth ah. of the man himself. This song is, in fact. So if you've ever wondered, like, well, you know, we, we know 69, but it's just the year. Nope. It's about getting laid. You <laughs> bastard. Apparently when you're 10. I <laughs> if he was 69 and a 10. So we had this discussion last night. I think Brian Adams is a great singer. But I, I've never just considered myself a, like a Brian Adams fan. I don't know why that is. Mm. I've always, I like his songs, but yeah, I've never like bought I've an album. I've never really been a Brian Adams fan. Yeah, I've myself. never like bought an album or anything. It's just, it's like, he's fine. He was good. Stu's walking away for the best one, in my opinion. The next one on the list is the one that uh, shocked the shit out of me when I read what it was actually about. But then it all fucking sort of sank in and hit home. I'm like, holy shit, that works. So let's play a little clip here. No, 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 no. Madonna's wow. a, a nice, clean-living Catholic girl. I thought this song was about wow. Jesus. <laughs> it is about seeing Jesus. Yeah, because she's just like a virgin, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's the thing. Most of her songs are pretty blatant. They're pretty out there. You know she's singing about sex, but everybody thought this was actually, and part of it is. So this is all for 1989. This is her fourth studio album, the same name. The song always had controversy, always had controversy surrounding it, right? Yes, this has never did. been a big a shocker. The video Most of it, controversial. Right, the too. video. The video is a woman being murdered by a white man and a black man gets arrested for it. And thematically, Like a Prayer speaks about a passionate young girl in love with God who becomes the only mm-hmm. male figure in her life, but that's not what this song is actually about. Uh, there are those who have suggested that this song is literally about giving a blowjob. Now... I don't know how they could possibly think with that. With that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> Play it again. With that in mind, listen to some of these lyrics. 
When you call my name, it's like a little prayer. I'm down on my knees. I want to take you there. That should be your first gift. <laughs> yeah. In the midnight hour, I can feel your power. Just like a prayer, you know I'll take you there. I close my eyes. Oh, God, I think I'm falling. Out of the sky, I close my eyes. You're in control, just like a child. Now I'm dancing. It's like a dream. No end and no beginning. You're here with me. It's like a dream. So is well, it a, when you sing it all dirty like that? <laughs> so it goes. It goes down from on my knees. Giving, I want to take it. It goes there. from giving blowjobs to child sex. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that what I understand? Yes. <laughs> Too far. So is it a no. song about giving blowjobs? Only Madonna can say for sure, but I'm betting she would say, yes. say yeah. Well, let's let's get her on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I, she would probably gargle the answer. <laughs> I, even if it's not and you asked her I'm sure she would say it is now she'd be like hell yeah of course it is um <laughs> let's clip that <laughs> <laughs> you laugh he's probably doing that I don't care <laughs> oh god but I, when I heard that and then I started going back listening to it like she says, I'm down on my knees. I'm going to take you there. And the rest of it is almost like her talking about reaching her climax, mm. which is weird that she's going to reach her climax. But hell, whatever works, you know. I don't know. But it is Madonna. So I, honest to God, I'm sure that part of it is the references she said it was, and part of it is... The video probably makes it seem like it's something different. Yeah, well, the video does. Well, the, the video, video does. There's nothing sexual in the I mean, the video is telling the thematic yeah. story about a, a woman who's murdered by... A white man, and then a black man gets arrested for it, and then they like hunt him down, and then like he becomes like the her savior. Black Jesus or something like that. Black Jesus. What is with you and the word Jesus lately? I'm kind of finding my Mexican root. I'm kind of hold on. I'm kind of finding my Mexican. Yeah, I went to have Mexican yesterday. Still got some. Oh, that counts. Yeah. Oh, hey guys, did you know that I'm like part Chinese because I ate at Panda Express the other day? No, God, don't eat at Panda Express. Uh, uh, if you're gonna, if you're gonna uh, have, I can see if you're turning. I didn't say Japanese. it was good. I just said I ate at Panda yeah, Express. Yeah, if you're gonna have Chinese food, go someplace good. Right. Panda Express is not yeah, I what I. Ugh, I check out a PF Chang's. If you're turning Japanese, I guess it would be Japanese. Food. Oh God. All right, let's play the next song before this gets out of control. Uh, the next song, I guess, if you pro, you might have known. Like, it, it's not like a big shocker. Some of these are not. Who's gonna know? Nobody's gonna know. But uh, the story behind this song is what makes it interesting. Not so much that what it's about. But let's just go ahead and play a clip. Right, so obviously they're saying right in the song that they want to make love and all this and that, right? This is uh, To Become One by the Spice Girls from 1996. Uh, written by the group members together with Mike Rowe, all right, and Richard Standard during the group's first professional songwriting Mike session. Rowe of Dirty Jobs? No, Dirty not Jobs? that Mike Rowe, but that, this is Matt <laughs> Rowe. Did I say Mike? Yeah. Matt Rowe. Mike Rowe. <laughs> I'm reading it, and I still, woo! <laughs> yeah, Mike Rowe. <laughs> 
was like, Apparently this is the dirtiest job I ever had. I was writing for the Spice Girls. This is their first professional songwriting session for the group's debut album, Spice, from 1996. In July of 1997, the song was released in the United States, peaking at number four on the Billboard Hot 100 and receiving a gold certification by the uh, RIAA, right? So the song is about getting booty. Yes, on the surface, it might sound like a standard love song, but it's about getting booty. And more than that, it's probably about booty between Jerry, a.k.a. Ginger, and Matt Rowe himself, one of the songwriters right. of the song. Ginger. You see, it was inspired by the special relationship developing between Jerry Hollowell and Mike Rowe. Now, Mel Brown, a.k.a. Scary, Scary Spice. Spice, said in her autobiography, when he, meaning Rowe, and Jerry started making eyes at each other... I knew what was going on, even though they denied it. I knew them both too well for it to be a secret for me. And then Stannard, the other one of the other writers of the songs, commented about the fondness between Jerry Hallowell and Mike Rowe, Matt Rowe, and said, <laughs> shut up, shut up. Yeah, he said, I don't want to get into that side of things. They were very close. They clicked. And I think the lyrics of Two Become One came from that, especially the first verse, which they wrote together. <laughs> Come a little bit closer, baby. Get it on, get it on. Because tonight is the night when two become one. I need some love like I never needed love before. Want to make love to you, baby. Uh, I had a little love, but now I'm back for more. Uh, set your spirit free. It's the only way to be. Are you as good as I remember, baby? Get it on, get it on. Because tonight is the night when two become one. Anyway. I just thought it was kind of cool. Like, I mean, it's they say make love to you, baby. But now that you know, it's kind of like, what's well, not baby? It's ginger. So, w- which Spice Girl for you, Kev? I always like ginger and scary. Well, scary's mm-hmm. right. Still, uh, ginger and scary. Matt, I'm probably gonna go with ginger and scary as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody tag like team that. back again. Spaggy. Did nobody like Baby Spice? Yeah, I, like I was actually getting ready to say Ginger and Baby. Ginger and Baby. but And Scary. Yeah. And Sporty. I don't care. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <I do. laughs> yes. Any of them except Bosch. No, I didn't care for her. What? I nobody really. cared for her, like, personality-wise. Just... <laughs> well, that's her, that was her persona, though. She was the persona? Isn't that the her new thing persona. that you can get at Pizza Hut? The new Pizza Hut persona? Persona. <laughs> <laughs> Get it with a side of Paschetti. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. I used to say that. Oh, God. Um, no, Paschetti. it's funny to me because when you go look at the Spice Girls and then you find out they were all created, you know, to be who they were, the only one that really wasn't created that really was who she, the persona she was given is is Posh. I mean, I mean Victoria Beckham. She really is kind of that person. She is Posh. Which is the rest of them. It was totally just a persona that they had to... Uh, you know, it worked. I yeah. don't know. Ginger was kind of a redhead. A ginger. Yeah. Right. They didn't really give her much of her personality. But if you ever listen to uh, Jer- or, uh, Mel, which I can, there's Mel B and Mel. Mel. B, it's scary anyway, you li- yeah, but not her. You listen to Baby, and she's, you know, they made her wear pigtails and dress that way. It was just, it's just. Because she was smaller. Yeah, baby doll dresses. And, and Scary Spice, they put in all, like, the cheat outfits. Mm-hmm. I gave her claws and. It was just the and sporty. They put her in all the sports gear. I I will argue that the two best voices in it are sporty and scary, though. 
those two just freaking wail. Both yeah. of them have great pipes. They really do. But uh, anyway, I, I actually didn't ever, I never hate, I like the Spice Girls. I always thought they were pretty talented yeah. and a lot of fun, to be honest. Yeah, it was a fun group. Yeah. Hot group. Hot group. I had a Spice World. We went to, uh, so I lived in the, <laughs> this is a story. I lived in a uh, small apartment, two bedroom apartment with a, a roommate. And God, I, Stu might have been one of them. He might not have been, but there was a group of, friends we were all sitting around one day we're like let's go to the movies and they were like what well, you want to go see this has happened to me twice in my life where i've said something trying to be smart ass and it's bit me in the ass mm. the first time was i was with a group of people and they were like what, what movie you guys want to see and i went jason takes new york <laughs> and we saw it and uh the second time was when i was sitting with a group of friends and they said what movie you want to see i said spice world and we saw it i didn't really think they would go see spice world i actually laughed quite a bit in certain scenes of that movie but uh, they gave me a, f- like when we were at the theater, they gave me a free Spice World poster. You better damn believe that was hanging up my bedroom. <laughs> I never saw it. I never saw it. It's not a great movie. There's just a couple it's, of it's not very good. humorous scenes. There's one humorous scene. When, you know, and they had a great bus driver. Yeah, well, yeah, this is true. And actually, that's the funny scene is when they were talking about, and then the bus ramps over and he goes, ooh, that could be expensive. And then he goes, and then you see a little toy model getting pulled up over the thing. He goes, or maybe not. So anyway. <laughs> That's the only scene I remember from the whole damn movie, to be honest, but it was funny. It made me laugh. <laughs> so the next song is not a shocker. I mean, there, it is most definitely an inappropriate shocker. song, but uh, it doesn't matter because I love the song, and it sometimes makes me feel skeezy that I like this song, but I am well aware that certain songs are written knowing that they're they're being tongue-in-cheek, like they, they're not actually promoting the thing that they're, well, yeah, I'm just going to shut up here. This is a great song. Enjoy this little bit. Mm. I You're a little <laughs> off. <laughs> wow, you're awful. It's a little off, but uh, <laughs> it was like a delay. There was like a bad echo, yeah. <laughs> but it was like. Uh, yeah, but I got the echo turned all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> this, this song could actually fall under two categories. Songs that are completely inappropriate, but also happy songs with the Fun very dark meaning. Yeah, very, very yeah. dark meaning. Well, it's very, very dark meaning. This is The Wrong oh, Way yeah. by Sublime, 1997. So I love this song. Like, I absolutely adore this song. I love this album, like, so much. They had a lot of songs like that, actually. But this, I mean, yes, mm-hmm. yes, they do. Yeah. That's, you're Santa not wrong. The, the, the opening words to this song should tell you that it's very inappropriate. Well, Annie's, Annie's 12, 12 years, years old, old and two more, more she'll, she'll be, be a whore. whore. <laughs> Nobody ever, that's some of the lyrics. Uh, nobody ever told Those her it's the, the wrong way. Opening words to the song. I mean, don't be afraid with the quickness you get laid for your family get paid. It's the wrong way. Uh, cigarette pressed between her lips, but I'm staring at her tits. It's the wrong way. Strong if I can, but I am only a man, so I take her to the can. It's the wrong way. The only family she's ever had were seven horny brothers horny and a drunk-ass drunk dad. He needed money, so he put her on the street. Everything was going fine till the day she met me. We talked all night and tried to make it right. Believe me, shit was tight. It was the wrong way. So this was sublime. How did this not get yanked before it even made radio play? Uh, First of all, I don't like your choice of phrasing. Sorry. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I realized that after I said that. You guys aren't in the room. You don't know what he was showing me when he I, said, how did this not get yanked? If you don't clip that, that'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't yeah, clip if, that, If that you don't turn that into a clip, shame <laughs> on you, Matt. Yeah. Um, because I think it's just one of those things where it's uh, he's not promoting. I mean, like, he's not. Okay, so. And he's 12 years old. How does that even pass the, like. I don't know, man, but it did. I I saw. I remember watching this video. I mean, on just MTV. like seven, uh, she's I don't think this was on the radio. No, it was oh, on the radio. No, it was yes, it was. Yeah. I think it was. They clipped parts. Yes, though. I remember was. words like "whore" being cut Not out. I know tits was out, and I remember uh, tits was cut it out. Did, and it I think, really it depended on what station you listened to. Well, yeah, probably that. Uh, but probably again, right. I mean, just I, mean, I don't. You know, I don't know. So uh, this was released by Sublime, uh, May 25th, 1997. Third single from their album, their third album, Sublime. Uh, this this fits perfectly into the punk-inspired ska movement of the 90s. It reached number 47 on the Billboard Hot 100 Airplay chart. It spent 26 weeks on and peaked at number three on Billboard uh, on the alternative chart. Honestly, like I said, it's not really hidden here. It's pretty blatant, extremely inappropriate. Uh, the lyrics of the song refers to the life of a 14-year-old girl named Annie who was forced into prostitution by her family, uh, a.k.a. her seven horny brothers and her drunk-ass dad. And then she's, quote-unquote, rescued by someone, but the rescuer is extremely questionable as well as he himself is not on the up and up with her being 14 and all. Uh, I just love that the end of the song, though, she fucking, she, she takes a hike. She leaves them all, man, and he's all fucking... Distraught, but he was banging a fourteen. It's it's Dude. almost like so yeah. he rescue. If you listen to the lyrics of the, the song, he rescues her. But even then, he starts being like, you know, it was the wrong way. Like I knew what I was doing was bad. It, the song is inappropriate as hell, but fucking catchy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Shit. Yeah, catchy. <laughs> it's so good. Like it's such a good song. I, I I do like how it asked her asked in the song. Happy are you sad? Do you want to shoot your dad? <laughs> I'll do anything I can. To put it in perspective, R. Kelly has cleaner songs than this. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah, but well, the, R. Kelly don't make them so blatant. Yes, he likes to do well, the hidden. R. Yeah. Kelly's creepy. These guys. So it's kind of like does that stuff in real life, be like peeing on them and stuff. <laughs> so it's just like peeing on them and stuff. And hump their legs. <laughs> After singing or about the chocolate factory, he'll take you to the lemonade stand. <laughs> Write so songs called we, Age is Nothing But a Number. Like age that. ain't nothing but a number. While he's with that girl that's under HC. Right. This right. song is fictional. In the closet while you're at it. <laughs> this song is fictional. That song, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know our Kelly songs were autobiographical. Yeah. That's what makes them creepy. Watch, I, we I could believe probably I could do fly a whole episode yeah. just on our Kelly song. You know probably what's could. funny? I probably could do a whole episode on Just Trapped in the Closet. <laughs> Where are you, Chuck? Um, so Who the fuck is Chuck? We don't know. We don't even know where he's at. <laughs> Who the fuck is Chuck? It was my old boss. So what's funny wow. about, what's weird about this, we talked about this because like when we did the first inappropriate song episode, somebody was like, oh, uh, don't stand so close to me. And I'm like, right. But again, a song's not pro. Like he's singing, telling the story of somebody else. I don't think at any point is he okay with it. Sublime would probably be the first people that'd be like, do you really sleep with four? Fuck you. I've never touched a 14-year-old girl. R. Kelly, on the other hand, would be like, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I would sooner let my teenage daughter hang out with the members of Sublime because <laughs> I don't think they would actually do anything. They'd probably get her high. 
actually they wouldn't. She'd just walk in the room and probably get high. <laughs> Although now they're with uh, what's his name? What's the Rome? Fuck? Rome. I we saw him. I didn't see. I didn't get to see the original lineup, but I've seen him with Rome, and I did, was not impressed. But mm. oh, so yes, it was blatant. They know what they're singing about. I don't think it's you know they're just telling a creepy ass story. Which you know, hey, whatever. Uh, this next one, yeah, I always thought it was about one thing, mm. and it turns out it's about another. And it's not hard to catch that it's about the other thing, but I did think it was about something else. So we'll play a clip. I'll tell you what I thought it was about, and then what it really is about. Come on, Barbie, let's go party. I'm a Barbie girl in the Barbie All right, so this is Barbie Girl from Aqua 1987, 1997. That would have been weird. We should do an 87 version to see what it sounds like. Mm. Uh, again, on the surface, this song sounds like it's I'm not that bad. Out. I actually always thought this song was just referring to fake people, maybe a trophy wife of sorts. That's what I thought this song yep. was about. Yeah, that's what I thought. But it's not. I was totally wrong. Uh, Barbie Girl, Girl was everywhere in 1997, and it quickly became extremely controversial. Mattel even sued MCA Records for violating copyright laws saying they turned Barbie into a sex object and confusing consumers who may have thought the toy company backed the song. Uh, it kind of makes well, me... Well, Mattel was willing to put out a pregnant Barbie. Yeah, well, yeah, that's you know. true. So, in case you don't know, this song is about S&M. No. That's what this song is about. Oh, he, I really? had no idea. She's, she's, Kinky. Yeah. He, he's controlling her. She's, you can undress me anywhere. You can... Yeah, it's him doing what he wants to her and her letting him do it, which makes me think that Mattel kind of missed the mark not releasing their S&M Barbie along with a <laughs> copy of the CD. Maybe like they could market it together. Like, S&M Barbie with a copy of Aqua's Barbie Girl. Like, I think that would have been the way to go. Like, she was in all, like, mm. pink, like, vinyl cat suit. <laughs> little Barbie ball little, gag. Little <laughs> ball gag and a swing, <laughs> like, sex swing. Cat and tails. Yeah. <laughs> Get mask. Blindfold. Uh, Anyway, as long as there's no skipper version. Oh, <laughs> oh God, you had God. to go there. Oh, we got we got Ken, we got wow. Ken in a gimp suit. <laughs> 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 it was literally the box just says gimp suit Ken. <laughs> it's, it's Dom sub Ken. <laughs> then you there, got the guy standing behind him wrapping his fingers on top of his head. On the yeah, he's, he, <laughs> he's permanently bent over. There's no manipulation. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't straighten the Ken doll up. I guarantee this is a real product. On and on on the on the back of the box, there's a little disclaimer: this Ken is not wearing flesh color underwear. It is not posable. <laughs> and anatomically this Ken correct. Is not Ken. Anatomically correct yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, a California federal court appeals court uh, declined to reinstate the lawsuit uh, because Barbie is a name. It's not. I mean, it is a f- action figure, but Barbie is also a real name, mm-hmm. and you know. So yeah, the song is about sex games. Little S and M, little cosplay. It's about a woman being submissive to a man. That's what the song is about. Aqua. I, I was wondering how that was going to be classed as an inappropriate song. Nope. Aqua has pretty oh much God. said that that's what the song is about. I always and thought it was. A, there's another song that's on this list that I'm I'm kind of interested. <laughs> well, Aqua, so hey guys, you know how you sometimes make a joke. <laughs> no, no, really? Uh, no, I don't. They make uh, there is 100% S&M Barbies on Etsy. I was oh, I'm sure there are, but not by Mattel. Oh, no. <laughs> 
They're buying no, motel. Like somebody has made a little like, hotel, <laughs> hotel. Holiday in for Barbies. Uh, oh Jesus, <laughs> Matt! <laughs> Matt, just, you're, you're veering into the dark web, my friend. Pull back, quick! Pull back. That's what oh, she no. said. Uh, <laughs> pull out. So let me give you some of the uh, actually some of the inappropriate Clip lyrics that. that have been criticized for being over overtly sexual, and when you hear them now, it's going to be different. Life in plastic, it's fantastic. fantastic. Uh, you can brush my hair, undress me everywhere. Imagination, life is your creation. I'm a blonde bimbo girl in a fantasy world. Dress me up, make it tight. I'm your dolly. You're my doll, rock and roll. Feel the glamour in pink. Kiss me here, touch me there, hanky panky. We can touch, you can play. If you say I'm always yours. Make me walk, make me talk, do whatever you please. I can act like a star. I can beg on my knees. Come jump in, bimbo friend. Let us do it again. Hit the town, fool around. Let's go party. Come on, I, Barbie. Let's go I party. I so thought uh, we were talking uh, about uh, Barbie, like Barbie doll. No, it was never about a, the I Barbie doll. That's exactly what that was. I it was the they were referencing I, it, but I thought I thought, thought there was like a, a song about the dolls. No, nope. really. I always thought they were referring to like fake bimbo. That's what I thought. Like trophy wives mm-hmm. being plastic. But that's not what they were talking about at all. So oh, I just, wow. that's crazy as shit, man. Mm. There you go. Barbie Girls about S&M. Wow. All right. I'm actually a Learned f- something new every day. I'm actually a fan of all Aqua. Right. I actually have this entire this the CD. I have the CD. I'm actually a fan of them. I like them quite a bit, but now even more so. You shaking over there, Ken? That's Sean? a puppy. Oh, is that Sweet Pea? That was, that was the puppy it's in the sweet background. Pea. Uh, so this next song, I think, we kind of mentioned this. Uh, we didn't talk about it on the inappropriate song episode, but we mentioned it, but not because of the lyrics of the song necessarily, but because of the age of the girl which sang it. Now, she was 18, but we were talking about how they sexualized her. Uh, but now we're going to talk about the actual song. Stu just flashed a titty right at me. <laughs> He's been flushing, flashing, flushing. He's been flushing a lot of titty. It's like a pink eye staring at me. <laughs> oh, God. Pink eye staring at me. At least it wasn't a brown eye staring at me. <laughs> That's true. Oh, that right. is true. Oh, God. Jeannie a bottle. Christina Aguilera, 1999. It's from her self-titled de- Fucking brown eye staring at me. Her self-titled debut right. studio album. Um it was nominated for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance at the 42nd Annual Grammy Awards. The single achieved commercial success, peaking atop the uh, record charts of 21 countries. In the U.S., the song peaked at the top of the Billboard Hot 100 and was certified double platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America, holding more than 2 million copies. Uh, Aguilera, Agu- how do you say her name? Aguilera. Agu- Aguilera. Aguilera has said it was about respecting herself and expecting to be treated the way she deserves before just giving it up. And sure, I can see that that's what it's about, but let's let's be honest. It's clear in the lyrics, but did we really pay attention? Did we? Did we I pay didn't. attention to what the song was about? This girl wants some loving, but mm-hmm. she's been let down before and wants to make sure this time it's someone who can actually <clears throat> scratch her itch, yep. if you catch me. 
Do it the right way. Yeah. So here's the lyrics. I've been locked up tight for a century of lonely nights waiting for someone to release me. You're licking your lips and blowing kisses my way, but that don't mean I'm going to give it away. If you want to be with me, baby, there's a price to pay. I'm a genie in the bottle. You better rub me the right way. (laughs) Uh, If you want to be with me, I can make your wish come true. You got to make a big impression. Got to like what you do. Oh, Uh, baby. Hormones racing at the speed of life. Light, but that don't mean it's going to be tonight. Teeth. Little fucking tease. So yeah, the song is clearly about her not like uh like you can't. I'll, I'll give it to you, but are you the guy who can satisfy me? Can you do it? Because if you you can, I ain't fucking giving you shit. There's a price you gotta pay. So we talked an hour. <laughs> How much? Uh, hundred dollars an hour. <laughs> okay. Well, for Stu, for Stu, that'd be about two dollars and fifty cents. He'd need to chip in there. Right. <laughs> Christina Aguilera. 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 Aurora Borealis. All right. <laughs> Rory. Rory. Rural Rory. King. That's the hardest one. Rural King. Rural. I can barely say that. Rural King. Shut up. Uh, so we talked about the fact that like they kind of sexualized Britney Spears, but Britney Spears, when they did Hit Me Baby One More Time, was under. She was like 16. Shit. Yeah. Christina Aguilera when she did that dirty song, but that was older than this. I know too. But she was so she was eighteen when they released "Genie in a Bottle." I think she was seventeen when she recorded, but eighteen when it was released. Now Britney Spears was like she was way under. She age. was like sixteen mm-hmm. or seventeen years old when she did "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time," and they put her in a schoolgirl outfit. Oh yeah, and that was the end of it for a lot of older guys. Yeah, but it's creepy now when you think about it. Like, oh, she was so hot. No, God, it's creepy as shit to think that we thought it was hot because it's like. um we're saying we think schoolgirls are hot? Well, R. Kelly will agree with you, but that's R. Kelly. Yeah, I don't want to agree with R. Kelly R. on Kelly anything. R. Kelly would piss on them. <laughs> piss yeah. on you, R. Kelly. He'll piss on you. <laughs> <laughs> so is the next song the, the one you're wondering about, Spank Dog? Uh, depends on which one you're going to play. Oh, yeah, because I don't know if they came in the, the right order when I sent them over note-wise. Well, let's just play it and see if this is it. Is this it? Yep. Oh yeah. Stu knows this song by heart. Can you do the macarena? Already doing the dance. Yeah. Oh fucking no. This is going to be playing your wedding day. Uh, if I want to get divorced instantly. <laughs> play it. Play it. Macarena. Of course, they're not the originals. Um, Los Del Rios made it in 1993, but the version we just heard was the remix done in 1996, and that's the one that was the Bayside, was the Bayside Boys. And Did Zach Morris do that? Was this Mario Lopez and fucking Zach Morris that well, remixed no, the song? I think their big hit was Friends Forever. No, but, no, but this uh, is the Bayside Boy remix. I think that Screech yeah. and Zach, I think they remixed this song. Oh, Screech, Zach, and, and Slater. And they released it. Um, and Max <laughs> from the restaurant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was on He was on turntables. Uh, Screech, yeah. <laughs> Screech turned it into a porn afterwards. The turntables at the Max. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. Uh, at a restaurant. Yeah, you're fired. I'll see myself yeah. out. That was that was not good. Shit, I've been working here longer than you at this point. So we all we all know, 
and love slash hate this song. Uh, it's a dance song by Los Del Rio about a woman of the same name, being that her name was Macarena, appearing on the 1993 album A Mi Mi Gusta. It was an international hit and dance craze in the latter half of 1996. The song was ranked number one greatest one-hit wonders of all time on VH1 in 2002. I think I might agree with that. There are a lot of big one-hit wonders, but there are a few that might top that chart. This one would definitely be up there. This shit still gets played today. Yeah, this, I think that coming at a close, maybe second or third would be like Gangnam Style. Like these songs Mm. were like huge one-hit wonders. Yeah. Anyway, the reworked Macarena Bayside Boys remix spent 14 weeks at number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 singles chart, becoming one of the longest to sit atop the Hot 100 chart in history. So the song is about a girl named Macarena who loves to tease the boys because they all want her. Then she cheats on her boyfriend because, well, he's bad in bed and she's kind of like a bitch. <laughs> so, and she is. She's a total bitch if you listen to the song. So here are the lyrics. They all want me. They can't have me. So they all come and dance beside me. Move with me. Chant with me. And if you're good, I'll take you home with me. But don't you worry about my boyfriend. He's a boy whose name is Vittorino. I don't want him. Couldn't stand him. He was no good, so I <laughs> cheated on him is what you fucking did. Hey, Macarena. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we get the little, the little part where she talks right there, and she's like, now, come on. What was I supposed to do? He was out of town, and his two friends were so fine. So she, she fucked his two friends. Oh, and those Spanish lyrics that are in the song that the Los Del Rios is singing? Well, we'll give you a real quick translation of those. Give your body some joy, Macarena, because your body is giving joy and good things to it. So there you go. This song's about a whore. <laughs> it's about a whore named Macarena. So it's about Jenny from Forrest Gump. Huh? <laughs> oh, why? <laughs> Jenny. You leave Princess Buttercup alone, asshole. That really? That's Princess Buttercup? Yeah. yeah. Buttercup. I'll be damned. You will be damned. Same actress. For probably different reasons altogether. Uh, so the next one on the list is also not a big shocker. Uh, this is also the last one on the list. Uh, I don't think that anybody is really surprised at what the song is about. Maybe. I mean, you knew certain lyrics in the song existed, but the song is just not necessarily about what I thought it was about, if we should say that. It's also I mean, a great they song. Even, they even came out in an interview and said, this is what the song is about. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty open. I mean, they don't hide it in the lyrics, but the song is about a little more than that, but it isn't. It is, but it isn't. Anyway, mm-hmm. here you go. So here's the thing. This is off uh, Green Day's Dookie album from 1994. This is Longview. Uh, we all kind of think that the song is about masturbation, but it's not exactly about masturbation. Uh, this was the band's first single uh, to top the Billboard Modern Rock charts in the U.S. The music video for the song received heavy airplay on MTV and is kind of credited for breaking Green Day into the mainstream popularity. The this, this song describes a guy who's just really bored. He spends his entire day sitting around the house masturbating and smoking pot so much that even that has become boring to him. 
So bassist uh, Mike Dirt or Dirt, how do you Dirt? Dirt. Dirt. Anyway, he's he stated that the famous bass line for the song and the intro uh, was written one night while he was high on LSD, and what we hear is what he and, and what you do. This is what you do. You just write a bass riff because you're fucking high. So he stated that when he and Billy Joe Armstrong uh, got up the next morning, they wrote what they could recall. <laughs> like they'd <laughs> fucked around that night, and he's like, I think this is what we were playing, but, you know, that we were high on LSD. Uh, so the song is about masturbation, but it's not really about masturbation. The song is actually about being such a loser. It's about this guy who's done nothing at all with his life. He's gotten high, masturbated so much. Everything's lost its fun, but he just doesn't know anything else. So he just keeps doing those two things. He just keeps beating off and getting high. Damn. So Billy, did he, did he meet up with Macarena? <laughs> like that might have been more yeah. exciting for his life. And I'd like to hear. I would like to hear Green Day and Do- Los Del Rios oh, <laughs> collaboration. Yeah, <laughs> might be interesting. So Billy Joe has uh, has actually said, uh, not Billy Joel, Billy Joe. Has actually Billy Joel said about this song. I was going to say, I really want to hear Billy Joel do this. <laughs> I'm so fucking bored. That was my Billy Joel. It's <laughs> it like little, he's in the room, guys. Yeah, <laughs> it was a little the piano man in the house. I think a little. I think a little Neil Diamond was starting to lean in Ooh, the end of my yeah. Billy Joel. <laughs> Reverend Blue Jeans, Sweet Caroline. <laughs> Sweet I don't know why I went with Forever in Blue Jeans as the first song. Uh, but he stated, Billy Joe Armstrong stated, I was just in a creative rut. I was in between houses, sleeping on people's couches. I, I don't want to know that you were sleeping on my couch and masturbating and getting high all day, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, it's a song about trying not to feel pathetic and lonely. I didn't think that masturbation was really seen from the point of view that I was looking at it. In songs like Turning Japanese, it always seemed more about people pulling a putt or something. I was coming from a lonely guy perspective. No girlfriend, no life, complete loser. <laughs> they had to throw away that couch. <laughs> Apparently a couple Velcro couches. Seat. Uh, so some of the lyrics, in case, you move, in case you missed them, bite my lip and close my eyes, take me away to paradise. I'm so damn bored, I'm going blind. I love that, though. He's masturbating. He's so bored, he's masturbating till he's going blind. Uh, and I smell like shit. I'm feeling like a dog in heat, uh, barred indoors from the summer street. My mother says to get a job, but she don't like the one she's got. When masturbation's lost its fun, you're fucking lazy. Damn, son. Jeez. <sighs> so a fun little bit about this song, just in case you guys were curious. Uh, when Billy Joe Armstrong sings, uh, Call me pathetic, call me what you will. If you listen in the background, you hear drummer Trey Cool going, What you will. Just thought I'd throw that in. Mm. He says, call me pathetic, call me what you will. And Trey Cool yells, what you will. It's pretty faint in the background, but yeah. A little piece of trivia there for you. So there you have it. There's uh, another little piece of trivia for you. Where did they get their name from? Green Day? I assume it's a drug reference. but Their music teacher told them it would be a green day in hell when they made it it big. Really? Yep. So it's not a drug reference? That's a story I've heard. I've heard what's a green day in hell. I've heard the that's drug reference. Story. One of the things they've they've said, because but it was they, they also took it from, they took it from one of their favorite pastimes of smoking yeah. pot. That's what they I yeah, that's... Pot and they called it the green day. But I've I've also heard that it was a 
uh, music teacher that said that they wouldn't be famous until it was a Green Day in Hell. All right. Well, uh, Trey, yeah. since I know you're listening, go ahead. Let us know. Yeah. Drop us a line. Tell friend us of what, the show. Yeah. Trey Cool. Trey Cool. Friend of the show, Trey. Yeah. Um, Billy Joe won't listen. I've tried. He just yeah, he's not returning our call. I call him. You know, we used to hang out, but mm, anymore. He's, yeah. And Dern won't. We, yeah, we don't know Mike's well enough to pronounce his name. Correctly. Yeah, we can. We just, we can. I said it right. I just wasn't sure if I said it right. It's not my fault. He fucked with me so much for so many years and kept saying, "What is it, Jason?" And I'm like, "Fuck you with my stroke mouth." I don't. You don't. No, don't fuck me with my stroke mouth. Damn it! Inappropriate comment. Damn it! Damn it! If I wouldn't have said anything, no, I had to call. Oh, no, so, no, no, no. We would have. We would have. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have. You would. I would. Yeah, just, we would. Because I would have let it go, it, and it would have been nice Matt. and quiet. He would have caught. That's it. right. Matt would have caught it. But they see now he's saying clip this shit. But he always sent it to me before and told me to clip it, <laughs> and I just didn't have to do it. It's actually. I mean, not, you, you still do now because I'm not recording anything. <laughs> That's right. Right. Well, you can always download the episode afterwards and yeah, clip that shit. True. Um, it's funny because you should last last uh, last episode we were talking about um, we said we should get Billy Squire on the show and uh, <laughs> to be the house band. Well, uh, you said house band. I was like, yeah, just yeah. interview him and talk to him. And you're like, yeah, we should get him just to sit in the background whenever you say something stupid. He's just like, oh, stroke, stroke. And I'm like, I'm sure. I said, first of all, that would be fantastic. And I'm sure Billy Squire is like, fuck, that is not what I intended when I wrote that fucking song. Is that some dumbass who can't speak straight half the time is going to play it to reference the fact that he's having a stroke. (laughs) (laughs) But Billy Squire, if you're out there, fucking, we would love to have you on this show. Yeah, Yeah. 100%. Please come on and definitely, definitely join in on the And just wait till I trip over my own words and just start screaming stroke Stroke. at me. (laughs) I would laugh till I pissed myself if Billy Squire did that. You definitely need to get a hold of Billy Squire so we do interview and have him do that. See, Kev got booted off the show. Uh, He he got cut out on him before. Did you hear? You didn't. You didn't hear the Todd Bridges story. Since you didn't get to hear the Todd Bridges story. I'll tell the Todd. Now, Spanky has heard this story before if he remembers it. And I can't. Is that on the Dirt Bike Kid? episode yeah that was yeah. for the dirt bike yeah. so i can't remember um who told me this it was somebody at a horror hound that had ended up being in a, like a horror movie a, a b movie with with todd bridges and he said that we're it's like we're sitting around and uh, like we're waiting in between shots and we're like sitting around a little campfire like, kind of waiting and talking and everybody's bsing and he said todd bridges is talking and he goes to say something he kind of stumbles over his words and i'm sitting there and i'm like I'm never going to have this chance ever again. So he says, I look at Todd Bridges and go, what you talking about, Willis? And I'm just like, I don't know what his reaction was, but me and Matt were like, we are hoping he just lost, like fucking lost it. Just thought it was the funny shit. Because he seems like a really cool dude, like for, for in, in real life, like. He's like done lots of stuff for like mm-hmm. kids and like it, like rehab programs and stuff like that. And from I think it was called Bridges of Hope. I think was the name from of. I'm saying I don't think he likes referencing that. He probably doesn't normally, but if you actually <laughs> caught him like stumbling, like if it was appropriately funny, because then we had a whole discussion about the fact that I know we're rehashing something from the last episode, but like Spanky yelling Norm. 
George Wendt did not like that at all. But he, when he does his photo ops, he poses with a with a beer mug. Yes, mm-hmm. but the problem is when you're walking down a random hall, you know how many people have probably yelled Norman scared the shit out oh, of him? Yeah. And he was like a 70-year-old man at the time. <laughs> it's like walking down the hallway and often Corey hand crack. That was funny. Yeah. That probably was, doesn't happen. That was often. fucking no. hilarious. No, what was <laughs> funny, he didn't offer him crack. He offered him pastry, pastry crack. crack. The funny thing was when he went, no thanks. Yeah. And it was, Corey Haim just said no to crack. Uh, that yeah. was what was funny. That, that was the best. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just wanted him to try a nice <laughs> treat. You know? you know what's funny is when you said, Mr. Haim, would you like a piece of pastry crack? You probably weren't thinking, mm-hmm. I just asked Corey Haim if he wanted fucking crack. Well, you, I was drinking. And, uh, you know, these things happen. I a think lot. we were all drinking that week. No. Uh, yeah, we were all. Me and uh, Matt were just discussing. Was that the one with Crazy Uncle Randy's juice? No. Okay. No, that was a few years later. Yeah. I, too, I, they all blend together to me now at this point. We well, were talking about. drinking Uncle Randy's Kool-Aid. We were talking about Horror Hound. That was like Hound. the second or third year we all went. For those of you who don't know, we are talking about Horror Hound, which just took place here in Cincinnati. But there will be another one in September, which will also be at Cincinnati. Now, those are fun, and I recommend coming out to the Cincinnati ones. But the next time they do an Indiana one, that's where everybody yep. needs to show up. I think up. they're doing it next March. <sighs> I hope so. Indy is, Indy is the party. It is the party, and we will likely be there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, come out to those when they happen uh, because uh, we have so much fun. Did they usually do that in, like, the August-September time? They always did it close to your birthday. They they did, they did March and September. Yep. Yeah, and I think the only reason they're do- they're they're Cincinnati based, and I think because everything's coming off the pandemic, and we're just start- that's why they're doing that's why two they're here, here local to, for two to shows. make it easier mm-hmm. on them to get back in the swing of things. I think, and it's because they live here, so I think that's just what they're doing. But yeah, they always did it right by your birthday. Well, I mean uh, the one in Indy. I couldn't remember. We've had your birthday parties at Horror Hound. Was yeah. it Indy? Yeah, yep. That's I where. Mean, for fuck's sake, John Kassir. That's when John Kassir sang happy birthday to you. I still wish we had that tape. Yeah. yeah I don't know what happened to that. So. Yeah, then the following morning, I puked my brain. So. <laughs> yes, you did. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, speaking of which, I have a great clip of Kevin drunkenly asking where all the condoms were at Horror Hound. What? What? Yes. Why I was, do I not back have when that? I was doing. Well, I'll I'll find it for you. You need to. Uh, but yeah, back when I was doing Slugcast, I had a handheld recorder, and I was walking around Horror Hound getting audio clips from everybody during the evening festivities, and Kevin stumbles up. He's like, man, where's all the condoms at, guys? Where's, where's the condoms? And he stumbles off into the darkness again. I was like, all right, well, that's Kevin. So, yeah. I like to think that when he stumbled off into the quote-unquote darkness, you see him Vanishing into the shadows, throwing his hands up, going, Darkness! Darkness is upon us! <laughs> <laughs> or, or it's like I am the, the chocolate rabbit, and he just disappears. <laughs> or, it, or it's like that Homer Simpson the meme that he goes slightly back into the bushes. Back to the <laughs> I want, from now on, whenever we go to a horror hound, I think the new thing should be Kevin just hiding behind walls and pop. I don't know why this just hit me. And just pop it out in front of people going, gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll film it from a distance. We'll be like, yeah, this person. (laughs) That has to happen. And I'll stand over and you go, gotcha. That has to happen. Cowboy hat must be on. And the sunglasses. Yeah. Then he takes off the sunglasses to I reveal. I can just see some 
with the with the blonde goatee. Blonde goatee. Oh. Oh, <laughs> Should have like, like Blade and Darius Rucker <laughs> fucking at a baby. <laughs> you know what's funny though? It is horror hound, so you're gonna jump out. And some people go gotcha, and they're not even gonna move. Nope. They're like, what? Nice no. <laughs> beard, dude. Or a couple of them, you're gonna jump out and go, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're Jason, someone will do it in the bathroom. <laughs> that never happened. And Kevin's the one who rode people around the parking lot and motorboated a lesbian. <laughs> and did an ambulance fun times. chair. <laughs> fun times. Everybody's Lots like, where, good times everybody's like where's Kevin? Where's now? Kevin? It's like, I'll go find him. And I go outside, what? and he's standing like at the front of the hotel talking to a bunch of people he didn't mm-hmm. know. And they're like, let's play truth or dare. Yep, Columbus. And well, we had gotten drunk at a Japanese that was restaurant. Yeah, was that first. the ambulance one? Mm-hmm. Yes, Magic Pizza. Magic Pizza. Magic ambulance. Pizza. And the next day, we uh, participated in Krav Maga. We did. Which oh is amazing. God, that's right. How we ever pulled that off? Beats uh, me. Our youth. I, I do Part- want to say something. We participated in Krav Maga. We did. Yes, we went and we did Krav sure Maga. Did, yeah. We live very interesting lives. <laughs> we, we kind of do. <laughs> we are interesting peoples. Uh, when we make reference to pastry crack, I guess not everybody here knows what we're talking about, but it was like the... Un- yeah, right. Yeah. Sorry, you just reminded me of another Kevin quote. We are sweaty people. <laughs> we are sweaty people. That was from... That was from... Uh, Deacon uh, News. Yeah. You're like, well, we are, are sweaty, sweaty people. people. But my favorite is, why do all white people smell well, like baloney? <laughs> That makes me laugh because I do you remember my response. You smell like baloney? Do we? <laughs> that was a joke told to me by an, a white person, <laughs> but and, and I thought it was so funny. Was, I decided to use it. You said to, you looked at me. He's like, "Why do all white people smell like baloney?" I was like, "Do we? I never knew." <laughs> Oscar Meyer in the house. Anyway, <laughs> my grandpa's name was Oscar. Oh. <laughs> And it's true. So, God, that was. <laughs> Kevin has some of the best like quotes that just come out of nowhere. Like, I'll give you an example. <laughs> Show me them titties. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to figure out something to rhyme with the song. And, yeah. Well, Stu goes about I wrecked my truck and I cut it up. <laughs> yeah, I wrecked my truck and <laughs> cut it up, and I said, "I'm down on my knees please, begging, please. please." And Kevin goes, "Show me, me them, them titties." <laughs> <laughs> oh god good shit well we referenced pastry crack for for, for the, for the show me the titties that sounds like go back and young listen black to the uh, vehicles episode yeah that was recently that was the vehicles episode yeah. that oh, where the show me them titties came up which i believe is uh, i'll look up which episode number that is the, uh, that one's so we I, we just referenced pastry crack and i guess people listening to this show maybe not don't know about it some of them do but uh that was kind of the unofficial Snack food of the obscure eighties. Who you know? We need who to like that around. Like, I brought it 45. around, did? but I didn't know name it that. We need to add, like add that recipe to our website. I, we totally need to do that. We will do that. We I will put to, the pastry. I it, have uh, the files saved on my computer. Right I, now. I also have it. So. We have to. We'll put it in where you hit the donate button. Then it shows you get a free pastry crack. Listen, when I tell you, we call. So I'm the one who brought. I didn't invent it. Somebody gave it the recipe to me, but I'm the one who introduced it to everybody. I don't know which one of you fuckers told me it's too good to not be called pastry crack, and we have called it that ever since. It was yeah. probably Mikey or something. Like I, that. I, I don't one know. full tray contains type two diabetes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so basically, if I have one, or as we like to call it the sugar, the sugar, the sugar. 
The sugar and but, the butter. You know what? If you're listening to the show, we will put the recipe up on the website. And uh, trust me, just make it. It's fantastic. Share it with friends or you will die. Hey, my, my dad <laughs> tried it and wow. he gave it away. Like Corey Haynes. No, Matt, stop. <laughs> stop, Matt. Stop. <laughs> Did you, do you know where he was going? No, no I, I just straight up said it. Matt, he did, they didn't hear you, what you right. said. Oh, shall I repeat it? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Good. I said, my dad tried pacer crack, and he gave a leg for it. <laughs> oh. I'd say your dad's going to kick your ass, but he'll fall over if he does. Uh-huh. <laughs> He'd just take it off and throw it at me. <laughs> oh, God. Inappropriate songs, inappropriate show. <laughs> All right. Nothing about our show is appropriate. That's true. That's true. But you know what is appropriate about our show? We have a website you can go to. We have a website? To, uh, hey, I do want to mention, you know, we uh, we recently, <laughs> we're going to get a, we did? <laughs> we recently switched servers, and that was probably one of the smartest moves we've made. They fixed a did lot of- Did you say recently changed servers or perverts? No, no, we're no, still same still perverts. Still still perverts. Still same perverts. <laughs> we're working okay. on it. No, now the Kevin, we're trying to find all new perverts, but pervert. creepy things keep happening. <laughs> you yeah. can only find perverts in certain places. And yeah, we're still here. Honestly, it's starting to creep me out trying to find new perverts. I, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's not like you can go to we're perverts. Or else <laughs> no, we can just walk out to our parking lot. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen those like videos where people come out of the, the store staples and they're like, honey. Honey, they, they have sell staples. staples. Yeah. Then you see a girl running into dicks. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a guy running, running into BJs. Uh, anyway, sorry. Sadly, he's disappointed. That that being said. Uh, whoa, I don't know where I was going. I We had we switched <laughs> servers, so it's been a great thing. We It fixed all of our problems. We had a couple of places we just weren't able to get. For whatever reason, It was never we were never able to get on iHeartRadio. I don't know why. We tr- I tried 100 times to get that fixed. It never worked. Switch servers worked. So things are great now. Uh, things are moving along uh, really well. You can find us literally anywhere. Well, not literally, but almost anywhere you can find a, uh, your your podcast from Apple to Amazon to Stitcher and iHeart. We're, we're probably there at this point. It also yeah, allowed like, us. If you ask us nicely, we'll stand on a corner and just yell quotes <laughs> from the show. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll, we'll, we'll just we'll fucking memorize it and just play all but the parts. Butchewy Chacos, everybody. And they're like, what? Butchewy Chacos. <laughs> what is Butchewy Chacos? Well, listen to this episode and you'll find out all about it. You know what's funny is in that episode, I try to like justify it by saying, well, I was trying to say Butchewy Tacos as if that made it better <laughs> that I said Butchewy Chacos. No, nope, it didn't. But- Chewy tacos. <laughs> yeah, don't, that doesn't even sound right. No, it wasn't. But you know, that's a real early episode, man. No, it's like real early. Back in the, we're in season three now. I don't know if you guys knew that, but we are in season three of this motherfucking show. Not a joke. We have seasons. We do have seasons. Oh. Yes. Okay. And seasons change, Matt. Seasons change. Yeah. Hey, Matt. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you with hungry eyes right now. Well, you better keep them private. Oh. Keep them to yourself. Uh, I think it's you just combine the two fucking <laughs> songs, you weirdo. He did it again. Eyes of the tiger. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right. I think that's all we got. Like I said, go over and check us out on the website. You can go over and check us out on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and all that shit. We are out there somewhere. You can find us. You should go over and check it out. Actually. Twitter started to get a lot of fun. Uh, people are starting to, it's weird what people do and don't react They'll to. They'll interact on Twitter, but not with 
us here on, at the website. Well, you know, mm-hmm. they're probably afraid of what we're going to do to. We won't do anything to you. We'll think you're the best. We were talking about this uh, on a recent episode. It's like yeah, Matt said something like, "Don't, don't." What'd you say? Don't critique or don't be mean or something. I was like, no, no, we'll play that shit too. It's okay. We don't care. In fact, well, in the then, past, yeah, you can you can give us constructive criticism. <laughs> no, that's what you said. You said it. don't be don't don't you know you can give us cr- constructive criticism. I'm like, no, you can criticize us. In the past, when people did that, we just gave them segments on the show, <laughs> and that's not a lie. No, we did. Obscure yeah. 80s people would call and be like, what the fuck's mm-hmm. wrong with you guys? Do you want a segment? Check your levels. <laughs> you want show? TJ, where are you, man? <laughs> we miss you, buddy. <laughs> we miss you, bud. <laughs> So uh, I think that's all we got. Now, we're going to try this because on the last episode of this, we didn't do so well. So I'm going to count backwards from three to two to one, and then I expect you guys to chime in. Now, one of you is going to want to be an asshole thinking you're funny by not saying anything. But now that I've called I'm you out, ready to go. you're just going to be stupid. <laughs> I think I'm going to play a little something first. Everybody shut up for a second. I want to say thank you to our man Skiznot and play a little clip for you. Listen up, tapeworms. The Mixtape Podcast wants you. Drop us an email, yourmixtapepodcast at gmail.com. Or leave a voicemail, 513-HERAD77. That's 513-437-2377. All the cool kids are doing it. You want to be cool, don't you? Honestly, he says it better than we do. That. Which is why it's on there. Skiz not as awesome. You heard the man. Drop us a voicemail, drop us an email, and until next we speak, three, two, one, stay awesome. awesome. That was fun. Wow, that's horrible still. Life is a mystery, everyone must stand alone. I hear you call my name, and it feels like...
Fuck you with my stroke mouth. The show is over, and we know it hurts, but we promise the Mixtape Podcast will return, and all you crazy tapeworms can download us and spread us to all your friends. Check us out online, www.themixtapepod.com. And until next time, stay awesome.